Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you a milestone Garage Logic podcast. What? Well, number 850. Isn't that a milestone with that kind of number? May 13th, 2022. It was 92 degrees on this day in 2007. Thank you. Got to warn me. 92 in 2007, 29 degrees in 1953. Uh, Aquaside products were well established by the year 2007, and the kids would have been swimming on this day in a beachfront kept free of weeds and algae by Aquaside Products, a White Bear Lake company. They've been keeping beaches maintained for people for more than 60 years. They get rid of stuff because they got the right products, which they manufacture themselves in White Bear Lake. Those Aquaside products are easy to use and begin working quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and there is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Record yesterday. And now, right? from the mayor's office above the boathouse <laughs> Yesterday was 849. No, no, no. It's Record high temperature. With rookie on production, Chris Reavers, director There's of one social every day. media. John Hyde in the newsroom, <laughs> and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby what? Coffee Shop. <clears throat> Here is your flashlight king. Yesterday. Fireworks commissioner. What in the world? Of common sense. We hit the high yeah. record yesterday. We Jay broke it. Sushi. Oh, I don't think so. Yes, we. Marler this morning on the Fox 9 told me we did. Well, then maybe we did. Whatever. Under the guise of you can't make it up fast enough. Uh, no, I gotta look it up. Howard and many, many, many emailers wanted to be aware of this stuff. Uh, How uh, Howard writes, you can't make this up. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration speaks with a forked tongue. On one hand, they are adamant that climate change is so irrefutable, inevitable, and man-made that we will all need to evolve and grow gills within the next 12 years. If we are to believe them, by 2050, we'll be fishing for marlin just outside Kansas City. On the other hand, they are telling us that because the air is suddenly too clean, we're having more hurricanes. Wait a minute now. Yep. Too clean. Here we go. I went right to the NOAA <laughs> research news site. Study reducing human-caused air pollution in North America and Europe brings surprise result. More hurricanes. That's from The Onion. Come no, on. No, this is NOAA. I went, that's precisely why I went to find the, uh, wow. the actual study. A new NOAA study <coughs> published uh, this week in the journal Science Advances uh, shows that about four decades of tropical cyclones reveals the surprising result that reducing particulate air pollution in Europe and North America has contributed to an increase in the number of tropical cyclones in the North Atlantic Basin and a decrease in the number of these storms in the southern hemisphere. The study also found that the growth of particulate pollution in Asia has contributed to fewer tropical cyclones in the uh, Pacific uh, Basin. I had a very hard time finding a copy of this story that I could actually read because of various the way various sites offer their material for printing. 
it, it seems like um, we're going down that same road you discovered a couple of weeks ago. Where there's good news, there's always bad. Well, what these little particulates are called are aerosols. And they are not like greenhouse gases. They are tiny particles of pollution that float in the air. And unlike carbon dioxide or methane, which absorbs sunlight and lead to warming, reflects sunlight back to space, which has a cooling effect there. Anyway, go ahead and I guess we should pollute more now if we want to stop hurricanes. Good. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. You can't win. There's nothing that brings me more joy than burning tires. So here we go. Well, Howard's gonna. Howard says he's gonna go out and find himself the biggest Ram diesel truck he can find from about 1968. Gonna roll some coal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Say, uh, did y'all read about the discovery of the black hole? Not the discovery. Oh of the yeah. Hole. They're very unimpressed by this black hole. They're 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 acting like it's a uh, an animal. They're saying it's uh, it's very docile. It's not. Uh, it's a whole hum. Yeah, it's yeah. not eating much. It's tame. Uh, but you try to wrap your arms around how far away it is. Well, I've tried before. This, yeah, go it's ahead. It's out there. Try to explain to me, Joe, how far away it is. <laughs> oh yeah, this would be great. <laughs> because it, I love these discussions. No, no, no. Come on, here we go. Here we go. Was, is it twenty six light years away, or twenty six thousand light years away, or billion, or million? Whatever it is, what we're seeing now happened a long, long time ago. A light year is six trillion years. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Hold on. Well, this is why I say, just a minute. I got, I got the thing. Just a minute. I'll get See, it. Uh, we either did this. I think Fill we did space. this on the Krabby Coffee Shop where right. we talked about the formation of a new galaxy. And we're just, we scientists were just seeing it recently. Only it happened, you know, fill in the blank, 26 bazillion light years ago. Okay. So whatever is happening with that galaxy today, we'll never see because the way the speed of light travels. But isn't it all based upon the the increased amount and enhancement of current technology? It's all based on how much weed and LSD you can consume. (laughs) I have no idea, Chris. Don't ask me. I'm sorry. Gee whiz. Uh, Here we go. This version, I, the version I wanted to cite, I unfortunately left at home in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, On the today's propaganda page in the Star Tribune, you get the black hole story, but we don't get... The, oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, my God. The Milky Way black hole is 27,000 light years away. Whoa. Okay. A light year is 5.9 trillion miles. Okay. So this this black hole, we're seeing it, but it was there, what, 80 quadrillion, billion, trillion, gazillion years ago. Ago, right. And we're just seeing it now. The technology... And stuff. And stuff that has enabled the scientists to see this must be extraordinary. Yeah. I, I, I can't... That's like saying God always was, is, and will be. Right. That's always been hard to get your arms wrapped around. What do you mean? Right. Well, well, because think of that. God always was, is, and will be. How can something all... Well, I don't want to get into a religious discussion. Why don't you ask the guy you call the arch next time you yeah. see him? But uh, 
20, this thing is 27,000 light years away. I'm not even going to do the math. Of course, I'm not qualified. And a light year is almost 6 trillion miles. Right. So that's 6 trillion times 27,000. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And yeah, that, and, and the one thing I, the, I took away from the article I read today, like Bigfoot, it's blurry. <laughs> it's not only blurry, but what I want to know is, when it sucks something up, where do it go? Right. You know, a star comes by, and it's like Big Mouth. It goes, Koop, just takes it. I just did the math. Yeah. You, at you, 14, not, you went to Mankato. You didn't do the math. At 14 miles per second, <laughs> 60,000 years to the Alpha Centauri star system closest to the sun, for 27,000 light years, it would take you around 366,930,000. Wait, no. 366,930,000 years. Isn't that... That's... Do you guys hate GLers? Is that what it is? Yeah, I know. I <laughs> love just GLers. Hate them, don't Let's you? stop. You're right. You You're right, them. Kenny. Kenny's right. When Hold he's right, he's right. Hold on. Fact-based. Yeah. so mad at you, too. Rattaloni's right Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 849, May 12th, 2022. It was 90 degrees on this day in 1900. Yesterday... Yeah. At 5.40 p.m., we officially hit 91.4 degrees. I was wrong, by the way. Yesterday's record was 1961, not 1900. Should we start the show over? No. Have well, we even started? <laughs> Are we, this is still pre-show, This is our right? practice. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a lot to do here. Uh, Greg wants us to know, while listening to the show, I heard mention of a Florida congresswoman making a claim about the Biden administration shipping pallets full of baby formula to the border, ostensibly for use by those trying to enter the country illegally. Joe, me, said that the story wouldn't be covered by traditional news gathering sources. While I appreciate the dig at Fox News, there are other reasons why this is so. First, at the time I heard the story mentioned, I did a quick Google search for corroborating sources. Finding none, I was quite suspicious. While a number of outlets have run the story, all of them were linked to the same claim by Representative Kat Kamek, who herself provided no evidence other than two photographs that she claimed as evidence. Second, while it is true the administration is making these shipments, it is because they are following a federal law that also was followed by the Trump administration and that dates back to the mid-90s. The Washington Post has a well-researched and written article debunking the FAW outrage with numerous talking points, and I shall link it below. As the article states, the shortage of formula is indeed a serious problem, but at the same time, the administration can't be faulted for following the law that's been in place for nearly 25 years. All right. Thank you. I stand corrected. The only reason I went with it, thinking it, thinking it was okay or accurate, was because the representative claimed to have been contacted by a border agent. Or, yeah, exactly. But I guess, and if she was, well, according to Greg's research, was it Greg or? I thought yeah. it was Joe. But no, according to Greg's research, what 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 he might have sent her were pictures uh, of pallets full of baby formula that were required to be there. And now it, this is this is where we are. People. This is why we need a disinformation director by the pointed by the White House. No, don't. No, because that's exactly what they would claim. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's... You can't... The thing is, it's so hard to believe anything these days. Well... Seriously. Let me read you Scott Matura. Oh, uh, 
I've got something from uh, – no, not, it's not Scott. Um, let me slide this one in, though. You saw this in uh, business section today, D3, increasing ba- baby formula production focus of Biden talks with food executives. Mm-hmm. Evidently, he met with Gerber and a company called Reckett yeah. on how they could uh, increase production and how his administration could help. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims to be on it. And, of course, he's always on the price gouging. Oh, the price gouging. My, oh, my. Uh, mature out in Montana writes, I've been taking some long walks on the service road of life and all through the neighborhoods and side streets of Garage Logic, and I have yet to fully parse out my thoughts on my point of timing. You'll recall an earlier email this week from him in which he questions the timing of the shortage of baby formula. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. However, how do we hear about a shortage of baby formula and it affecting adopted babies in the same week as a pro-abortion uprising? How is it that we were forced to change voting laws and rules to change the way we voted in 2020 at a time when so many wanted a certain president out of office, whatever it took? Why such an attack on fossil fuels and the combustion engines, as well as never-before challenges in getting new cars, used cars, car parts, car chips, etc.? All at the same time, electric is being pushed more than ever. In the last several years, the U.S. sees on average about six incidents involving the destruction or closure of food processing plants. Yet, already in 2022, the U.S. has had no less than 17 of these plants go down due to anything from mysterious fires to planes crashing into them. At the same time, the trucking and transportation is being stretched to its limits. and We, already fe- we are already feeling food, gas, and financial pressures from all sides. Things we seldom see in our lives or once in a lifetime, yet all these things are happening at the same time. More than one philosopher will tell you that they believe there are no coincidences, that things happen when they do because there is a deeper reason. Whether or not we, man, human, figure out what that purpose or reason is, is irrelevant to having some sort of aligned meaning. Well, and then he, what's his last line? Well, on off on another walk of the Garage Logic service road, pushing back and questioning everything. We are seeing unimaginable things that we haven't seen in our lifetime. Boy, I'll say. We are, and, and I love the way he thinks. I would encourage him to keep looking um, in those directions. And I touted this fellow and recommended them to you guys and everyone uh, listening, Victor Davis Hanson. Mm-hmm. And his latest piece, he has written that within five months, something unimaginable is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't, he, whether that be nuclear war or whatever, but he also has written that we are seeing things we have not seen. We've, we've yes. had it really great for a long time. And too many people still think that there was something wrong. You know they want to they want to completely undo the way of life that we've enjoyed over the, the last however many years it's been. But what did he allude to? Was it just or was it too vague? What do you mean? That, Who, Victor? Yeah, uh, I'd have to reread the piece. Okay. Uh, I don't think we've ever gone through a period where you couldn't get a car. I mean, I'm old enough to think back through a lot of. Car- I've owned probably 36 cars. And all those years, I don't remember ever there being a problem getting a car. Was there any issues during or after 9-11 that you recall? No. I don't ever recall. Of course, I, of course I don't recall it because it never existed before 
This administration has married itself to the green theology. Uh, do I have time to do one more thing? Sure. Three oil and gas leases are canceled. This is maddening. The Interior Department confirmed Wednesday that it will not hold three oil and gas lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico and off the coast of Alaska that had been scheduled to take place, taking millions of acres off the auction block. The decision, which comes as U.S. gas prices have reached record highs, effectively ends the possibility of the federal government holding a lease sale in coastal waters this year. The Biden administration is poised to let the nationwide offshore drilling program expire next month without a new plan. (laughs) While President Joe Biden has spoken in recent weeks about the need to supply oil and gas to Europe so those nations can stop importing energy from Russia in light of the ongoing war in Ukraine, the move would mark a victory for climate activists intent on curbing U.S. fossil fuel leasing. Well, these people have to be told to shut the hell up right. and leave the damn country. Barring unexpected action, the current five-year offshore drilling program will lapse at the end of June. Interior cannot hold any new oil and gas leases until it has completed a replacement plan. But though the federal government is legally obligated to prepare one, the administration has not released its proposal, nor have officials said when it might be coming. The program's looming expiration means the government doesn't have enough time left to hold the three remaining oil and gas lease sales scheduled under the current plan. Interior spokeswoman Melissa Schwartz cited a lack of interest from oil companies, as well as legal obstacles and a time crunch as reasons for mixing, nixing the planned auctions. In an email Wednesday evening, Schwartz said the department will not move forward with a roughly one million acre sale in Alaska's Cook Inlet due to lack of industry interest in leasing in the area. And I believe that so-called lack of interest is due to banks not being interested in getting involved Mm -hmm. in the lending process. And why do you think that is, you guys? Because I thought Uh, about that. There is a legitimate reason, and it's escaping me now. She added that the department will not hold lease sales 259 and 261 in the Gulf of Mexico region as a result of delays due to factors including conflicting court rulings that impacted work on these proposed lease sales. Environmentalists praise the move, but the oil and gas industry and Republicans voice dismay. Uh, The oil and gas industry would not be voicing dismay and also be uninterested in pursuing a lease. They're they're uninterested in pursuing lease under the current administrative problems they would face. Right. Uh, Environmentalists praise the move. But the oil and gas industry and Republicans voiced dismay. Offshore drillers have sought to raise the alarm for months about the leasing program's June 30 expiration date, saying that a lapse in the program could cost thousands of jobs and billions in lost tax revenue. Oh my God. Biden officials have said they are working on a proposal for a new offshore program and described the industry's concerns as overblown. Really? Uh-huh. According to Interior's figures, more than three-quarters of the offshore federal waters already under lease remain unused. That's about 8 million acres where the companies could drill new wells but have not. I don't have the answer for that. Well, And you hear that from, and I'm just going to use her as an example, but the White House press secretary. She would always say 
that Americans need to focus on not using as much fossil fuels. Excuse me, Ms. Press Secretary, that's not a bleeping option. Well, the, And that's not a reasonable answer for why this administration continues to make stupid decisions. The fastest way you can turn this country into a country that isn't us is to just end our personal transportation. Correct. And I think that that's being done by design, don't you? I do. I do. I, do. I really do. I think we're being led by... Adult children who believe that they have the power to save the earth and they don't even know what they're saving it from because there is no climate crisis. There is a political crisis. Here's a piece from last year uh, from MNSNBC. Uh, I like this uh, paragraph. Getting lenders to choke off money to fossil fuel companies is the next needed move for the industry to address the material risks that the coal, oil, and gas industry faces, Mm -hmm. said Leslie Something, president at investment advisory firm Green Century Capital Management. This MSNBC piece, Such, lists the banks that do and do not provide lending to oil producers. Mm -hmm. The top two lending banks in the world that, that lend the most money to oil producers, fossil fuel financing, the Postal Savings Bank of China, and the China Mingxing Bank, mm-hmm. vastly more than the rest of the banks on the list. So for some reason, China is still throwing money at fossil fuels while the rest of these banks are not. And we get down to banks that are uh, in the United States, and it's almost negligent. They lend Negligible, so, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah excuse me. Neg- yeah, um, because they lend so little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, wow. All right, break time. Kenny, take it away. Uh, break time. On that positive note. <laughs> well, it seems like now is a pretty good time to be thinking about getting your carry permit. Uh, and I've got a great tip for you. Um, our friends at DK Mags on Old 8 New Brighton and, of course, on the web, they can help us out with that. DK Mags running carry classes twice a month. They can help us do everything it takes to apply for the permit. Uh, and better yet, if you bring a friend, both of you will receive $10 off any box of ammo when you sign up at the store. But remember, you must mention GL and register in the store. And this offer expires at the end of June this year. DK Mags, we've known them for a long time, a wonderful full-service gun store with a great selection of firearms, ammo, and all the accessories. DK Mags also buys firearms from the public, single items, or large estates. If you're thinking about getting that carry permit, get to dkmags.com and then hook up with the fellows at the store. DK Mags. Hey, jailers, now is the time to start thinking about your yard. And that's why I'm here to talk to you on behalf of my friends at Mosquito Shield. Ray and Mike, they are the father and son team and dedicated GL fans, by the way. And they operate two franchises of Mosquito Shield right here in the Twin Cities. Uh, Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks, that is their expertise. They're not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. They focus solely on mosquitoes and ticks. And that's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield and is used exclusively by the company. You cannot buy this stuff on the shelf. They will take great care of your yard all season long. I am a proud and satisfied customer of Mosquito Shield, and I'm here to tell you right now, it does make a massive 
difference to be able to sit outside all summer long. So here's the deal. Go online right now. Visit them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. And you can click on the locations in Minnesota and you're going to find them. Or heck, just give Ray and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. And again, it's MoShield.com. Please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, GLers, uh, and I'm just talking to a few of you here now. You need to get off the couch. Get off your ass and jam. You you definitely need a new gig here, <laughs> and Polka Dot Dairy is your answer. They're looking for drivers to join their team with a starting salary right away, for right out of the gate, $60,000 a year with a 401k match. All routes, these are day routes, they start and finish right in Hastings, and it's early morning hours and no weekends. All you need is that CDL. Give, me, give them a clean CDL, and you're in. Uh, and, you know, you need that GL or get-after-it attitude. Polka Dot Dairy also looking for salespeople. You just drive around in the truck selling goods. It's $20 per hour plus commission, and, yeah, you don't need the CDL. Polka Dot Dairy, a Minnesota-based company based right out of Hastings, hometown and family-owned with a great workplace environment. Go to polkadotdairy.com, click on the jobs to apply. Best of all, all of these guys and gals, they're all GLers at Polka Dot, so you'll love working among friends. Polkadotdairy.com. I have an email from Aaron Hanlon, who's a truck driver in the Florida Panhandle. Yeah. And as I read it, I really wish he would send this to Joe Biden. Yes, I'm in Florida, but I witnessed lots of confusing stuff go down through the entire COVID process. I had people give me tips and lots of thanks or praise for continuing to do my job. I get it, but I still had a job. I was more thankful to still be able to go out, work day to day like normal, still have an income and still be able to pay my bills. I consider myself fortunate, not brave or special. In the meantime, there were people who couldn't work, even if they wanted to. I find that far more frightening. The other side of this was people's fears and company policies that kept us out of buildings, restaurants, and so on. When you're a local driver and you have to go and place after place says, sorry, because of COVID, we can't yet let you use the restroom, that empty Gatorade bottle starts looking pretty inviting. But not much you can do for number two. Restaurants shutting lobbies posed a challenge, too. You can't take a truck through the drive-thru, and if you walk through the drive-thru, you were turned away because the company policy said they couldn't do that. I get it, but where was the common sense? Pretty much here now, you'd almost never know there was a pandemic. Masked people are rare. Most places are open. Business as usual. You'll you'll still see grocery and retail store employees with masks, mostly worn on the chin. But nobody else in the entire store has masks on at all. I've debated in my head a theory about society's need to find heroes in tough times. With social media, this amplifies. Everybody's praising firefighters. I guess I should, too. Going back to 911, we had this rallying praise for police, firefighters, and first responders. As we went into action in the Middle East, support our troops was the rallying call. In the pandemic, it became essential workers, medical staff, and truck drivers. Eventually, these all fade off. And hell, now police are the enemy for some reason. But a few years ago, they were heroes worthy of praise. Anyhow, so why would you give more money to people whose lives and incomes were mostly unaffected and now business still can't find enough help. So if you're not working, that's your own fault. How about instead of Dems finding more ways to spend money, they just save the taxpayers money by not spending so damn much. Not taxing me as much would help 
day to day more than a little check I'm helping to pay for anyway. Thanks for hearing me out. Good luck. Keep pushing back. Aaron, the Florida Panhandle Trucker. P.S. I know you don't do shout outs, so I won't ask one for Wild Bill listening back in Minnesota. All right. <laughs> I'm and pretty he, sure he just said what a lot of Americans are saying. Yep. And that's on both political sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing the same thing from Democrats, too. And I want to clear up something I said yesterday. Did uh, trees stopping gun violence come up yesterday or maybe two days ago? It was recently. Yeah, I don't recall. Days. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tim up uh, near Giants Ridge uh, is writing. I was catching up on the podcast listening to the May 11th episode. Okay, that was, uh, that was Wednesday. When you brought up a piece talking about trees reducing violent crimes in impoverished neighborhoods, it seems the consensus of the crew was that this is nonsense. However, I would implore you to read up the broken windows theory of policing. A low-level explanation of the theory is people tend to do bad things in places that look bad, and people tend not to do bad things in places that look nice. Now, this is not a blanket statement, obviously. It's just the recognized tendency of human nature. Cleaning up and planting trees or other appealing plants in abandoned lots could very well improve crime rates. I wouldn't poo-poo it quite so quickly. Just a thought on my way to work this morning. Have a great weekend, everyone. Tim up near Giants Ridge where he notes, yes, it's beautiful here. I'm going to defend myself. I I told you guys all, I'm going to sound a little euphorian here. Yes, you did. did. I, I think improvements are wonderful. I still question... I guess by the broken windows theory of policing, there might be some statistical way to prove a decline in criminal behavior uh, in more beautiful areas. But I'm in favor of beautification. You like a nice tree. I like a good tree. I don't have a relationship right. with a tree, but I like a nice tree. And I, I, can, I can intellectually uh, accept the idea that beautification would result in, in less crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am worried... I'm about to have a relationship with five trees this weekend. <laughs> oh, you lost some, huh? And uh, that's not my worry. I, I don't mind doing the work. What I'm worried about is the element of crime that's going to be moving in since Good these point. trees are no longer in my yard. Do I have to worry about drive-bys? Plus, you could get shot now. Stick up? See, all the times you were shot at, those trees blocked the bullets. That's what they did? Yeah. By the way, uh, I don't recall what city it was. But there was this very thing where they were planting trees uh, close to the country's tallest buildings, Mm -hmm. and it was next to a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. and it had the little metallic thing around it. Sure. And someone said, who wants to point out to these people that these trees will eventually grow? Yep. Meaning, (laughs) way to build a concrete structure around it, you morons. Well, that's what (laughs) I love about South Minneapolis, and they're planting the trees in the boulevard, which grow up and... The roots uh, extend way, way, way down <laughs> deep and completely tear up the sewer pipes, just completely destroy the sewer pipes. And that won't cost the taxpayers any money. Oh, anybody. my God, Reavers, it's so, it's 20000 or more. <laughs> yeah. speaking, of, speaking of trees, Summit Avenue in St. Paul apparently is fated to lose God knows how many trees for an expansion of the bicycle trail. I thought this died. Jeez. No. And Oh, it, this makes me so angry. In every city I've gone to in America, I've always made an effort to find their Summit Avenue. Sure. Uh, sometimes I find one, sometimes I don't. But they're generally peaceful boulevards. The trees make them all the more gorgeous. 
And for God's sakes, people, uh, you know, we have a bicycle riding season here of about two weeks. Uh, do we have to keep doing this? Do we have to keep? Joe, and think of the taxes that people pay on Summit Avenue. Mm-hmm. They don't even realize that they're windmilling themselves. Oh, God. They want trees unless they're in the way of the bicycle lanes. Right. And this is what I brought up the other day with Kings Highway in South Minneapolis, this lovely parkway. And I actually received uh, an email from a listener down there, a guy who's we're all very familiar with, Steve from the Belly of the Beast. Oh, I read it, yeah. yeah. He said he wants to thank me for my compliments to GLers who are pro-turf customers along this parkway. I live a block off and a very satisfied pro-turf customer. In fact, Steve, the field tech who has looked after my lawn for the last four years, outstanding. Just this week, I called him. He returned the call right away. And although he hadn't been to the resident yet this year, uh, he immediately recalled my lawn and described it to a T. He says, oh, yeah, right. You have the front lawn because you have the plants in back and you have that sign on your door that reads. And then he quoted the sign on Steve's door by verbatim. He told uh, he told Steve all about his lawn and he answered a bunch of questions for him. He says, thanks, guys. A loyal GL listener in the uh, belly of the beast. The only thing Steve didn't include in his email, and I really keep this in mind if you're going to send me an email, you've got to get in the web address professionalturf.com. See, I have much from the uh, failed academy as I become more and more convinced the failed academy is at the root of much, if not all, of our problems. Uh, the Washington Post on May 9th, two, what, three days ago, what, four days ago? I had an opinion piece by Caleb Francois, a senior at George Washington University, and he's calling for the university to be renamed, that it shouldn't be referred to as George Washington University. Last year, George Washington University's Cloyd Heck Marvin Center, named for a segregationist, was renamed the University Student Center in response to student calls for a name change. The name change streamlined with calls for racial justice in a modern area in which students across the country are demanding change. As our nation's history of slavery, Jim Crow, redlining, and other discriminatory policies against African Americans has never been fully addressed or atoned for. Yes, it has, but people like you are desperate to keep it alive because you haven't learned anything else except maybe you've got yourself a new pronoun in school. These pleas for racial justice are a reflection of a shifting paradigm in American politics in which compromise and intolerance are no longer an option. However, the renaming of the University Student Center falls short in addressing the main issues of systemic racism and inequality still present on campus. Uh, We don't know that. It's always been a problem at GW. At the university's founding in 1821, enrollment was restricted to white men. In 1954, then-University President Marvin employed numerous efforts to preserve segregation, arguing for a a homogenous group of white students. In 1987, black students organized to demand more visibility in a predominantly black city where black students were outnumbered by huge majorities. Today, with black enrollment at about 10%, black students on campus struggle for community. Despite alleged efforts by administration to enhance diversity, the admissions office continues to uh, fail to ensure a student body with adequate adequate minority uh, representation. Here's what what they're doing. Freshmen arrive at a school. Yep. And it's like like back in World War II when uh, all the young men in the country had to line up for, for medical 
examinations prior to sure. the draft. You know, mm-hmm. you've seen those photos. So what they're doing now at all schools in the country is on, on a freshman day of arrival, they all have to line up and they approach uh, the, the desk where they're told to drink this solution that's been placed in a cup for them. And and they drink it and they, uh, uh, we're, we're calling it Kool-Aid, they drink it and they're suddenly not the same person they were one minute previously. When they left home. When they left home. They're suddenly not the same person. They are now, they uh, all of their uh, all of their genetic coding has been changed. Uh, everything's been changed because it's just that one cup of juice they've been given. Yeah. And they all must take it. And then from then on, their college experience will be completely unknown to them because they're not themselves anymore. No. That's what's happening. Wow. Well, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. It's not the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. It, it's today. And uh, I wonder if these kids have heard of Putin and Ukraine and uh, the real world and what's going on. Oh, they do, Kenny. In fact, uh, I, I was watching a video because Joe hates the man on the street thing. But I was watching I one the other day. It. No, I guess it, it, it... I've tried to get you guys to do it, and you won't. No, 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 yeah. but it, it bums you out to the point where you don't want oh, to yeah, hear I, it. Oh, yeah, I, I want to believe it can't be true. I, I phrased it incorrectly. Yeah, but yeah. I was watching one the other day, and this was, I, I think it was a school on the West Coast, and it was 100 different kids that all thought inflation, gas prices, and everything else that's, that's plaguing this country now was all to be blamed on Putin. And I thought, we, we, we can't win. No. Back to this George Washington University. This kid writes, uh, uh, the controversial Winston Churchill Library must go. Oh. The university's contentious colonial moniker must go. Even the university's name, mascot, mascot and motto, hail thee George Washington, must be replaced. The hypocrisy of GW in not addressing these issues is an example of how black voices and black grievances so ignored and highlights the importance of strong black leadership. He wants the school to be named after Frederick Douglass. Is he an African-American, Joe? I have no idea. Caleb uh, Francois? Did he pay for this? Is he? A, he's a student, correct? It says uh, he's a senior at George Washington University, and the ironically named Washington Post uh, carried his opinion piece calling for the elimination of the name Washington. Washington Post. What the hell is he doing going there if he hates it so much? Yeah, good call. Because he drank that cup when he arrived. Well, he's not a serious adult. He is not a human being. He's a moron. But the juice you drink makes you think like this. (laughs) That's what happens when you take the drink. That's not some powerful juice. It's a potent uh, elixir is what it is to turn you into a complete crackpot. (laughs) And it works. Yes, it does. And I have something that I'm terribly disturbed by. Uh... So I saw this this morning in the New York Post. I, I, I just want to fire hose guys like that. <laughs> Boy, that makes me mad. Oh, I'm sure I didn't see it in the New York Post. I saw it in the Daily Mail. Uh, John Hopkins Child Sex Abuse Center hires trans professor, 34, who was forced to resign from a Virginia school for defending pedophiles as minor attracted persons. That's from The Onion. That is not a real story. No, I saw it in the New York Post. Hold up. I checked it in a number of sites. Wait a minute. Okay, the Johns Hopkins. Well, let me get there. You're going to have to start over because I had a hard time. You got a uh, trans professor named Alan Walker. Okay. Who's they, them. 
Okay. I think I think whatever it is is supposed to be male now, but still goes by they, them. Right. The trans, it was he, it. Yeah, no, he, or no, they. 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 The trans old Dominion professor who was forced to resign after he defended as minor attracted persons has been hired by John Hopkins University. Alan Walker, 34, will start work as a postdoctoral fellow for the Baltimore School of May 24. The center, created in 2012, bills itself as a research center that creates, through rigorous science, a public health approach to preventing child sex abuse. But you just hired a guy who got fired for promoting it. Maybe that wow. just didn't come up in the uh, the old background wow. check. Walker, who uses they, them, was forced out of Old Dominion last November after 15,000 people signed a petition to have him removed from campus because he'll now work at John Hopkins as a postdoctoral fellow for the Baltimore School. Uh, we're excited to share that Alan Walker, Ph.D., will be joining us, they said, at John Hopkins. Is, is, the, is, the, is the Academy failed or is it worse than that? It's depraved. It, Leave it's, these kids alone. It's the both. Walker was forced out of Virginia's Old Dominion University. After, uh, and he has uh, have him removed for his contentious remarks made by a professor uh, that were expanded in a 2021 book, Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People. He has sought dignity and wishes to de- Destigmatize pedophilia. Mm. In that book, Walker attempts to destigmatize pedophilia and encourage people to refer to them as minor attracted people, asserting they should not be ostracized for their urges, no. which Walker says cannot be helped. Ooh. Oh, which one? What, groin kick this guy. Oh, I didn't know we were going to go down that road. Groin oh, kick no. this fool. Yeah, yeah. Other contentious claims made by the professor who possesses a doctorate in criminal justice in the book includes suggestions that pedophiles should also be provided with childlike sex dolls to urge to satisfy what? their urges and that sex crime is not immoral. That deserves this. Does he have a record? Uh while promoting the publication, Walker said a lot of people, when they hear the word pedophile, they automatically assume that means sex offender. Yeah. That, yeah, that isn't. That, that's what that, it means. That's exactly that's, what it is. That's the definition. Well, he says that isn't true, and it leads well, to a lot of misconceptions. He's an idiot. Well, he's a, he's a bad person. No, he's, he's, a, he's person. more than an idiot, Kenny. He's dangerous. Yeah, he is. He's a danger to society. By the way, uh, your endowment at John Hopkins, yeah. $9.32 billion. But the academy the is so hell? failed, he, he got hired at another... Fa- he failed at Old Dominion and then got hired. Why would you hire this idiot? There ha- Think of all of the donors that have to be saying to... The st- what are you doing here? The, the paradigm... Let me start over. One of the principal reasons the Academy has failed, based on all of the examples we've shared over the years, is that the framework for morality has changed. Mm-hmm. It used to be fear of God. And as that got chipped away and thrown under the rug and absolutely disappeared, it has become gradually and now even more gaining uh, more speed. Morality has been replaced 
by mere relativity of the moment, whatever you want to think is okay. And you, you hold yourself responsible to no higher moral or ethical ground because you don't believe you need to. So what suffers under that kind of situation? Truth, for example, yes. suffers. Uh, once, once written in stone, taboos become back in play. Uh, fools like this are called professors and uh, wishes for uh, pedophiles to not be called pedophiles and that they should have dignity. Uh, no. So what constituted right and wrong has been erased from our moral culture. What has constituted right and wrong has now been replaced. Because the narrative is we want you to believe what we think you should believe. That's certainly part of it. Uh, how? And how do we change it? Well, the way I would change it, well, they changed it at Old Dominion. Right. His remarks inspired such outrage among students uh, that they got 15,000 signatures to kick his sorry ass out of that school. Which, don't you find that as a ray of Yes. How does Joho, Johns Hopkins, not see that and go, oh? Brakes, put the brakes on. Nope. And think that that might not ultimately have not consequences, because it will. I mean, there's going to be people will that... Will it? Will it? It will in the ter- in terms of if, if there's massive donors that say, uh, you're not getting any more of my money, mm, don't you think? St. Thomas, you know. Yeah. yeah. Such. Huh? How did how did this happen? How do we how do we change it? Well, I've, I've been trying to explain to you how it happened. Uh, well, okay. This, this, how do this, we change co- it? this country has thrown its tried and true moral guideposts away, and the only way to change it is to bring them back. This is the noisy, idiotic minority, and I don't mean race or where you're from when right. I say minority. You're talking a percentage. This of is people. a percentage of complete uninformed idiots who don't know anything about real life making noise and the rest of the adult world tolerating this bull, uh, this nonsense i have the story from when this oh my god i'm so why do you do this to me on a friday i have the story from when he was fired uh he was an assistant professor who argued it wasn't necessarily immoral for adults to be sexually attracted to kids he has agreed to resign after facing intense backlash. This is the New York Post, November 25, 2021, just last November. Old Dominion University revealed in a statement Wednesday that Allen, who spells Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, I think, nope. I think it's an it. I think it now is a male. I don't know. Uh, it's a they. I guess that's what it is. It's a bleeping they. Well, but, how are you supposed to, you know, let's just stop and pause on that. How are you supposed to respect him they i don't when he's such a complete idiot we both know trans people joe and they're they're pretty good citizens um but how are we supposed to respect the entire trans community when you have idiots like this walker was placed on administrative leave on november 16 after a firestorm erupted over the educator's controversial argument that pedophiles should be referred to as minor attracted persons nope nope <clears throat> the assistant professor who is transgender and well you couldn't tell by looking at him uses the pronouns they them will remain on leave until their contract expires in may <clears throat> uh which is this year this may 
which is why he just got the John That's Hopkins gig. Today. Yeah. Or, or the university oh, had been facing right. calls to fire Walker after the educator made the comment earlier this month while discussing their research in an interview with Prostatia Foundation, a San Francisco-based child protection agency. Walker insisted it was important to use the term minor attracted persons instead of pedophile because it's less stigmatizing. No, you look at me. No, Come here. No, Come here, you fruitcake. No, no. Let me tell you something. It is stigmatizing, you moron, because it's supposed to be. An online petition calling for Walker's uh, removal had gained more than 14,000 signatures as, as of Wednesday. And again, I'm talking about last November. In the statement announcing Walker's resignation, the assistant professor insisted the research was intended to prevent child sexual abuse and better understand would-be sex offenders. And he blames the media for mischaracterizing it. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 you're a, you're a bad person, and the, the academy is, a, is an embarrassment because of you. Kenny, I think there's a, there's a phrase I saw in it to answer your question. Basically... Intelligent people, or we live in a time, I guess, where intelligent people are being silent so that stupid people aren't going to be offended. Listen to this. Here, here it is in a nutshell. But they, meaning this moron, they said that labeling anyone wholly by their sexual desires doesn't indicate anything at all about their morality. Hmm. From my perspective, there is no morality or immorality attached to an attraction to anyone because no one can control who they're attracted to at all, Walker said. In other uh -huh. words, it's not who we're attracted to that's either okay or not okay. It's our behaviors in responding to that attraction that are either okay or not okay. He says child sex abuse is never okay, but that having sexual urges towards children isn't necessarily wrong as long as those carnal desires aren't acted upon. I don't trust this creep as far no. as I can throw him. Obviously abused as a child. Something's that's all wrong. I can sur Something's sur wrong. surmise. But uh, the pushback happened. Right. The school got rid of them. Right. Only to have another supposedly uh, <clears throat> important school snap him up. As we go to break, can you play that music that replaced the Al Green music? I, I need. Yeah, a, I can. I, I need something calming I, here. I think I have it, but I might have double clicked on it. I'm going to guess that you. A uh, couple of deep breaths and well, you uh, found it. Maybe take a little walk and. Uh, Why are you hurting children, you people? Drink of water. You know, not everything has to be studied. Such. Listen to the music. Let Al take you to Happy Town. If you're gonna take me to Happy Town, I hear Mavis Staples say, "I'll take you there." <laughs> Okay. You're looking at me. You're giving me that look. What do you want? Kenny. Oh. A forever to remain anonymous, uncredited Kenny sycophant <laughs> made a suggestion via email that I'm going to take full responsibility and credit for. This one's good. Uh, he said you should make the first Wednesday of the month the Seafoam Monthly Gulp Day 
when you hear the sirens <laughs> at 1 p.m. on the first Wednesday of the month, you drop everything, you grab your seafoam, you give all your cylinders a gulp. You heard it, GLers. I've taken the liberty of making a new GL rule. I know I'm not in power here, but um, if I was running this joint, the first Wednesday, the civil defense sirens, when they go off at 1 p.m., they would, that would mean it's now seafoam time. If you have two and a half weeks, uh, yeah, about two and a half weeks to stock up here, you can find seafoam anywhere, everywhere, a local company, a global reach, a true lifesaver in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Fighting the demagogues of diversity, it's Joe Suchere. You can get away from all this BS. Like Tim did. The guy that emailed earlier. Yeah. Where did he get away? What are you talking about, man? The email you read was from Tim, and he lived next to Giant's Ridge. Oh, yeah. He said it's nice out up there. (laughs) (laughs) Home to the legend in the quarry. Uh, Lynx Golf Site uh, Magazine ranks the legend in the quarry third among all of the northern tier golf courses golfers should consider in the United States. It's that well-known and it's that thought of. Uh, and they're open today. Today is the opening of the two golf courses. Oh, boy, that's uh, there. And uh, between June 4 and August 29, you can play the legend and the quarry on the same day for one great rate with lunch on them between rounds at the Wakuda Grill, which uh, has one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of Minnesota. And doesn't peaceful overlook of nature sound great right oh, about now? I'll say. Huh? You can see that. You view the 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at giantsridge.com. And remember that uh, uh, Golf Digest Editor's Choice Award, for example, Best Golf Resorts in the Midwest. It's just an amazing situation. It transformed golf and the old iron range up there, the Masabi Range. 25th anniversary of the legend is coming up June 28th. Also a great family vacation destination with water recreation, hiking, biking, the newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. Call Giants Ridge to make a tea time, 218-865-8030, or go to GiantsRidge.com. I have, I think uh, Steve Letting took an interesting take on this. I didn't know what to think when I first read it. St. Mary's University in Winona. I've got at least, how many siblings? I think I might have had three siblings who went there. Okay. And uh, uh, it's a Catholic university, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but they're not drawing students. So they're, they're blowing the place up. They are? Well, here's what they're doing. Oh, wow. They're going to cut 11 academic programs and lay off more than a dozen staff as it narrows its focus to better position itself financially for long-term sustainability and success. It's a Lasallian Catholic liberal arts college in Winona and says it continues to see increasing competition for fewer students. And as a result, is cons- consolidating its academics to focus on business, technology, and the sciences. By which we are to understand that they're getting rid of a lot of the basket-weaving BS where you end up changing your pronouns. sure. This will mean over the next few years it will cut 11 majors, most of which are in arts and humanities, which it says have been under-enrolled. They are actuarial science, art, English, history, human services, international business, music, music industry, Spanish, theater, and theology. Hmm. 
The time to re-envision our future is now, said Father James P. Burns, St. Mary's president. We want to provide students with programs that are in demand, have a high potential for for growth, and that many want to pursue now. St. Mary says its general education common core curriculum will be switched to focus on business and the sciences as employers clearly state that they have a real need for excellent skills in areas such as communication, processing, and analytics, ethics, ethics, and organizational development. I am going to take that as a, as a hopeful thing that they're doing. And I wonder if a lot okay. of other schools are going to follow suit, because it makes a ton of sense. Well, it makes a great deal of sense. And uh, we can also... Uh, do I have time for this? I think I yeah, well, I do. I do. Well, because I guess the reason I said that, Joe, we've brought it up a couple of times, but that front page story a couple of Sundays ago about St. Cloud, that's what I'm, I'm wondering yeah, if a yeah, lot of those institutions yeah. are going to follow suit. Wouldn't you love to believe that the enrollment is declining because the kids are wise to the failure of the academy? I'd love to think that, but yeah. the more I yeah. think about it, it's it's got to be because of money. But I think St. Mary's maybe took a more analytical approach to wondering about uh, declining enrollment and decided, well, let's offer this stuff that's really going to help these kids right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And you, go, you know, art degree is fine. Go get an art degree, but it's 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 not going to get you a job real quick. I'd it? love to see the enrollment numbers for a place like Dunwoody. Yeah, if they've you know if they've increased because those are usually what can those are eighteen month programs. Is that right? They're tough to get into. Yeah, I know that Dunwoody and St. Paul College is also a tech school over in St. Paul. And what's the one down by Rosemont, uh, Dakota Dakota County Tech? Dakota County yeah. Tech. I don't know if you found this to be true, but lately, every guy I've hired to do something, yeah, uh, whether it's plumbing, or yesterday I met a neat guy who. Uh, uh, is in the floor and carpeting cleaning business. Okay. Uh, I'm try- I, I, I know another guy who uh, is a the most astounding handy. It's un- it's unfair to call him a handyman. He's he reimagines your property. Oh, uh, he's the guy who redid my shed. I thought I was going to have to blow it up and start over because the shed had fallen apart. Uh, he remodeled it. It's gorgeous. W- without failure, all of these guys have been very happy. Very happy people. Oh, sure. Happy and successful. They're uh, In most cases, they're working for themselves. I was just going to ask, are they self-employed? Uh, the same with my electrician. Uh, they're happy. No, he's a plumber. I'm thinking of a plumber. The plumber's happier than hell. Okay. The carpet and floor guy's happier than hell. My reimaginer's happier than hell. Do they show up when they say they're going to yes. show up? Yes. And they answer the phone when yes. you call them? Yes. Amazing. I, mm-hmm. I know someone, not in the Metro, that does this very thing. And I, it's because they're self-employed. They don't answer to anybody but themselves, which makes them even more kind of a go-getter attitude. But most importantly, they work when they want to. Well, that's Chris, that's all very attractive to me, and I love that idea. And then I think about working for Souchere and him hovering around you while you're trying to yeah. pull, Let's that, go here. pull that piece of <laughs> S shed out of its grave, <laughs> prop it back up, and then try to make him happy yeah. somehow. Yeah. Can you imagine that kind of pressure? I was made terribly happy. I didn't okay. put any pressure Just standing on. about, what, 50 feet away? Look, I'll say it again. <laughs> the, the, That's how you hold a hammer? Really? That's how you do it? Come on. I'll say this That's again. That's not how I've seen it done. It's the mantra of GL. 
college is necessary, university is necessary and important if you have really thought it out and you have a narrowly defined discipline that you want to pursue and must to work in the field that you're interested in. Then it's important. If you don't have that in mind, why spend 50 grand a year and find yourself in the middle of having to sign a petition to withdraw a professor right. who who wants more dignity put in place for pedophiles? Right. You want to go through that BS? I don't. <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect help. Uh, so you're going to go and spend 200 grand for that BS and end up with a different pronoun? You got to go if you have something in mind. You're you're crazy to go if you don't. Mm-hmm. And you're basically not only you're you're spending a ton of money, you're wasting your time. And I would say the same thing about my alma mater, which I now could not think less of, St. Thomas. And still no pushback of significance outside of this not, show. Not that I'm aware of. The, wow. the good thing, though, about general college courses, it gives kids time who don't have any direction. That's a good point. The thing yep. about tech schools is you have to know probably before you're a junior where you want your 20s to go, what you want to do in your 20s. Right. And I wasn't, I, I, I know I certainly wasn't ready. Hey, honestly, neither Did was you I. Know? No. Did you know, Such? Did you know when you were a junior in high school that you wanted to be the mayor of Garage Logic? No. Yeah. When did you realize journalism was your uh, calling? Not till my, I kind of frittered away the first two years because of being in a band. And then as I <laughs> looked, That screwed me up too, Joe. And as I look back, maybe the guys did me a favor by kicking me out. Sure. Same. I had, I had two years left, and that's when I got completely interested in journalism. Hmm. So thanks for kicking me out, guys. Really appreciate it. Even though it broke my bleeping heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, take a break and come back with Patrick? Yes, sir. All right. Listen, you deviants, uh, do you want the grandkids to see those old Polaroids of those clothes-optional fondue parties from the 70s that you've left these things sitting around? It's time you pick up your Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, or those valuables, they're still going to be vulnerable to thievery, prying eyes, and fire. you got to get this taken care of. Hop on maplegrovelockandsafe.com, peruse the Liberty Safe showroom, and choose from all the differently rated safes. That means you'll find the level of protection you need and can afford. Rich, the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he'll walk us through the whole process. He's an expert in everything safes, locks, and security. Financing on safes available, as is professional delivery and installation. Invest in your security. Protect your valuables, currency, and heirlooms and firearms. Protect it all with a new Liberty Safe. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Hey, Pat. For the second time in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before... <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, two weeks ago that we were you who and the Timberwolves. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Before we get to hockey, there really is a noticeable difference between playing Oakland and playing Houston, isn't there? Boy, I'll see. <laughs> yes, there is. Holy yes, cow. There is. 
Give me that team with a, that's rebuilding with a $35 million payroll and a team batting average of 200 yep. any time. Right. Those son of a guns are good. Yeah. They are good. I didn't man. realize this. I was listening to the radio broadcast yesterday. They've been to five straight ALCSs. I did not realize that. Oh, yeah, they did. And it ain't all garbage cans, baby. There no. were no garbage cans yesterday. And, uh, this, although this pitcher, this Luis Garcia, Oof. he ain't going to like the time clock. Man, alive. <laughs> that guy takes, he's got a lot of gyrations. And uh, it takes forever. But uh, It looks know, like he's, he's leaving the room to open a door, then comes back <laughs> to the mount. <laughs> and he does that when a runner's on first and they don't call it a box. Right. You know, he does everything but pull out his personal parts and he still yeah. doesn't call the box. <laughs> it looks like he's going to open the door to leave, changes his mind, yep. comes back. Yes, and then the, the guy at first is supposed to get a jump, you know. Loudner and uh, Gladden, I heard them having a discussion in the press box. How can that not be a box? Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway. Uh, What's yeah, wrong with that bad. hockey club, Patrick? I don't know. I don't think you should save your worst for last, do you? I no. think, uh, you know, when you're facing the, you know, you had your moment in game five, you let it get away, but show up, get the first goal, and uh, put some pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. I thought that would happen, by the way. I really did. Uh, well, I kind of thought they'd, I thought it would be uh, 3-3 with a 2-2 with a five minutes to go, like most of them are anyway. Uh, by the way, uh, Talbot's wife got on uh, on Twitter and yes, basically announced their departure. <laughs> really? Yep, she sure did. <laughs> yeah, right. I love wives on Twitter. Oh, well, well, is, is Talbot suffering an affront? Was he affronted by this? Is he? He didn't get to play. They're bad because he didn't get to play till game six. Well, maybe he shouldn't have let in that eighty footer. They might not. They might yeah. have played him earlier, right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> You don't want Nicoletti to, I know he was, they said he was screened, but from 80 feet, you got time to see through the screen, however far it was. I've never so. doubted their effort, though. Have you? I know Reavers I does. Didn't, I didn't think, well. You last know night I did. Last night they came out at the start of the third period and gave it five, six, seven minutes. And, uh, you know, they got the goal. And uh, then kind of when the, let St. Louis take over again. I think they came out fully intended to give it an impossible shot in the third period, and then, you know. But well, the, and the shame of it is the way that the I know I'm not blaming this on the fact that they lost. The Wild deserve to lose this series, but I don't. I do not like the current way that they format the playoffs because the Wild had the second best record in the Western Conference. As far yeah, as well, points. they stay, they stay in the, you know, they stay in the conference. No, I understand uh, that, but I mean, if they stay in the division, which I thought was kind of a COVID travel thing, but now they've, I don't know. I guess they're trying to intensify these rivalries. I guess I, I kind of agree with you. I think one through eight might be. So Toronto and might. Tampa Bay face a game seven. Yes. Boston and Carolina teams. face a game seven. Yes. What are the Rangers in Pittsburgh? Game seven. Florida and Washington. Uh, I think it's over, isn't it? No. No, no Florida at Washington to tonight. tonight. I think that's also yeah. a game seven. Calgary at yeah. Dallas. Is that a game seven? It uh, must be because it's back in I, Dallas. No, I think, the, I think these teams are behind us. I think these teams are a game behind. Uh, there's four teams. 
there's four series have been going on one day and the other four the next. I think those teams are game. All right, I got it right here. Uh, the Rangers at Pittsburgh is game six. The uh, yep. the, the the Penguins. That's what I said. Penguins yeah. are up three two. Same thing with Calgary and Dallas. Calgary is up three to two. What about Florida and Washington? Florida is up three games to two. So Patrick was right. Those those series are a game behind. But last night there were four teams that uh, needed to win Game Six to prolong it to seven. Right. Only one of them failed. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know what we're calling uh, Fiala now, don't you? What? D'Angelo. Really? <laughs> he, had a, he had a terrible series, didn't he? I mean, he had what eight penalties or something. I saw bad. somebody put up on Twitter, Patrick, the uh, you know the missing child photo, and it had Fiala's mm-hmm. picture in it, saying "missing." Yes. Ha- haven't seen since the end of regular season. <laughs> Well, the, uh, the debate as to whether they're going to get rid of Fiala or Dumba, I sense that our guy, Garen, is going to be miffed enough to, enough to do the same thing that he did with Suter and uh, Parisi, get rid of both of them. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Although, supposedly, New Jersey, which has got the second-round draft choice, uh, is very interested in Fiala. I don't know if he can – I mean, the second overall choice, I don't know if you. You know, they'd have to throw something else into the pot. But if you could get the second overall draft choice for him and somebody else, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Is Dumba gone because of salary cap problems? One of them is going to have to go, yeah. Yeah, one of them because of cap, but it could be. I don't know. I don't. He gets hurt too often. I think that, uh, you know, I think maybe that's why they're they're a little bit down on him. You know who wasn't great last night? The usually great Brodeen. Yeah. He was uh, he was not uh, you know he was laying on the ice there when they scored one of those goals and uh, there's all these lists going around Patrick of the futility of Minnesota professional sports <laughs> and how they fail to reach championships and I, I and they people seem to want to somehow attach it to to Minnesota somehow that this yeah, is the place no. I can't make that happen in my head I mean well here's my deal I'm actually writing about this for tomorrow and I don't mind defeat you know no you Go don't out there you play your best <laughs> well no that's you know I've always said give me one or the other but just make it either embarrassing or great you know <laughs> one of the two but but the no shows are what I have the problem with. Yeah. When they, they we've had we've had quite a tradition here the last number of years that when you get to the biggest moment, it's and that last night is yeah it's it's marginal, but they had three chances to take control of this series. Mm-hmm. You're up two to one, and St. Louis is missing four defensemen after that guy gets hurt in the first period, mm-hmm. and and you get beat, and then you come here and you're two two at home. Going into the third, you give up three, and then last night they, you know, that when you lose that game five at home, you inevitably lose game six on the road. Mm-hmm. I well, got to say one one thing uh, that's not exactly a sports deal, but is Kenny there? Is yes, Kenny sir. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Kenny, you mentioned the one thing I fall back on when people say this country is worse than it's ever been to refute that is fondue. I heard you mention fondue. Yeah, fondue. <laughs> Naked fondue you know, parties. John, uh, Joe was out of the room. Three years ago, people went to restaurants to dip mediocre beef yeah. or bread yep. into hot, burning oils that yeah. could scald you. Boiling cheese. You yeah. Finger, your face could be scarred for life. 
What the bleep was wrong with us? What I know. I got the list. I know. I add fondue you got to put list. fondue yeah. on the list. You have and the then, list. Yeah. And then imagine sitting around <laughs> naked doing fondue <laughs> around somebody's living room. Right. Time out. Time out. Read the list. Okay. This is stuff Royce well, can't and take. And keep in mind, this is the uh, there. I have the master list at home. Oh, I wanted the master okay. list. Okay, but this first of all, we have fruit that squirts. Yep. Sword movies. Sword movies. We don't like sword movies. <laughs> uh, he had a problem with it was woodworking. Remind me. Was know. it a hatchet, Pat? What was the? Yeah, he needed a hatchet. No, no, I didn't. But that wasn't something I disliked. That was something I misspoke. Fondue is now added to I the list. I wanted fondue. a hatch, not a hatchet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but. But how's that guy Buck other... doing? Hey, how's how's the Warriors going? Oh, think he might play tonight? I don't know. Moving he along. He could be in there. <laughs> he could be in there tonight against the Clevelands. I yeah, I would think he'd probably be in there. You know, he's now a DH. Uh, the you know the best center fielder in the world. Let's get him in there and let him DH so yeah. he doesn't have to work too hard. You know? Right. <laughs> so they'll probably rest know. him tonight on the off chance that he could catch COVID because COVID's been going around the Cleveland locker room. Yeah, we ought to protect guy. him. Yep. Cleveland has seven. First of all, why do you have this many coaches or staff members? But they got seven staff members. They got one of these guys sit around and lay around in the sauna together and roll around or something. That reminds me, cool. Pat. Remember the tirade Joe had years ago when the Twins named a bench coach? What's a bench coach? What do they sit sit this way? What does he do? (laughs) Joe, we now have assistant hitting coaches and assistant pitching coaches and pitching analysts and and uh, it's there's endless the the amount of money this new regime has cost Jim Polat and family is incredible. Mm -hmm. You know. They're not much better than they were when Terry was running it for about when Terry and Billy Smith were sharing a La Quinta hotel room in Phoenix where they were down there to save forty bucks for the team. So, it's, but these guys, these guys can urinate away money. I'll tell you that. Holy! Cow. Anything jump more. out at you about the NFL schedule? Uh, Green Bay opener again. You would hope that they'll uh, have a little better faith than uh, was that. 2020 Green that was Bay the COVID here. year yep. Being bloody yep. being bloody in front of no people so uh how yeah, about the thanksgiving good. night game at the old u.s bank the who, pats who we huh? got? yeah we got new england oh, the, the new england's wow wow yeah there might be drinking involved that night that yeah. might, uh, might be and, I, I i said on twitter i said i've analyzed it the schedule looks pretty easy and you might argue with me but i really do think the vikings have a chance to win seven you know, the skeptics that are thinking they can't win seven. You know what I have to say, Pat? What are you doing November 13th? Because you and I are heading to Western New York, baby, to go watch the Vikes play the Bills. I thought you were going to tell me we're going to Vegas. I might be able to go for that one. <laughs> drunk Buffalo fans oh, gross. in oh. November. Is not oh. Especially then, it could be about 38 degrees and raining. Nothing is going to top being in that stadium when it, when the high at kickoff was negative five. Oh, I can't believe that I'd ever be more irritated than I would be th- at that. <laughs> God, that just makes me angry thinking about it. And he drove there, oh, Ken. Yeah. He drove. Yeah. It makes me want to slap you, Chris. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, are you going to the ballpark? 
I am going, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go talk to the great Tom Hamilton, the Cleveland uh, oh, yeah. radio guy, the best in the country, about how do you not say Indians or yeah. tribe <laughs> and say guardians? Because I heard him the other day, and he said guardians 30 times. He must have a zapper on him or something. <laughs> yeah. When he starts saying, because <laughs> he, he'd say tribe 40 times in any, but he's a great guy. I'm going to ask him how Cleveland's accepting them title change and stuff like that. So, Royce, had a run. To deep center field. Long run for Buxton on the track. Leaps at the wall. He made the catch. Slammed into the wall. Back on the track. He's laying on his back and hung on. Oh, Byron Buxton. What a center fielder he is. I love Tom Hamilton. That's the rival guy. And, yeah. Buxton, and the good news is Buxton only missed three weeks after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Roycey, I got to run the something. Way, Mrs. Buxton has responded to some tweets about her son, about her husband. Yeah, uh, mm. not having durability, so the wives are out on Twitter. Oh boy, you like well, degenerates, you... don't you? You like degenerates. <laughs> um, As a whole, yeah, not that's all. A whole. I mean, there's a certain point where I'm. I don't know if this will strike too close to home with you or not, but there is a show on um, Amazon Prime called Loudermilk, and Loudermilk is a former music critic and recovering alcoholic. He's a Mm -hmm. degenerate, but he's also a counselor, and he's a creep and a jackass. Yes, I've watched a couple episodes. Okay, all right. I just that's all I wanted to. And no, Will no, Sasso no. is his uh, best friend oh. and roommate, and okay. also a degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just going to recommend that to you. By the way, Ted Lasso overrated. Yeah, yeah, Over- I agree. Overrated. I agree. Pat, we'll I talk to you. Was... Talk to you. Monday. Hang on one second. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Okay. Go ahead. I thought it was satire, but uh, it's not. What was the other one you didn't like, Pat? There was another one I agreed with uh, that you didn't like. It was Lasso and... Oh, uh, Sheets Creek. Oh, right, yeah. That's a I piece of crap. I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah. I've tried every one you guys have told me, that, like that Mrs. Marvel or whatever But the you don't have any is. patience oh. to let a story develop, do There's, you? I can tell. I don't need time. I can tell you right <laughs> off the bat if it's any good or not. <laughs> uh, that's like when the wife and I are watching a movie. Eight minutes and ah, yeah. ah, this ain't gonna be any good. Right. I, I remember once we were in a movie, we came in and I suggested we they were running the previews and I said what the plot was gonna be and I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't tell you I can't tell you what the plot was gonna be, but because it would be offensive, but I knew that it was going to be someone who was challenged in a way. And I, yeah. yeah. Ah, no, I'm not yeah. in. No, no, not interested. No. All right, so no. I have to do this really quick, Patrick, because your weekly appearance in Garage Logic is brought to you by our friends at Brainerd International Raceway. Ken, you're going to have to help me out here understanding this. They're bringing the Discovery Channel Street Outlaws, no prep kings to the Brainerd Lakes area, June 17th and 18th. Join BIR and Street Outlaws for a weekend of fun and competition as uh, the drivers ballot out for bragging rights and huge cash prizes. Kids 12 and under get in free. Visit BIRMN.com for camping and ticket information today. Fantastic. All right. Patrick, you're a big Brainerd International Raceway guy. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'll talk to you Monday, young man.
All right. Very Come good. On. Very good. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 sir. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Why is AimHighConstructionMN.com advertising on GL if they're so busy? Well, why does anybody advertise on GL? Because they want to get busy and stay busy. And Chris Miller and his crew at Aim High Construction, yeah, they're busy. Uh, they're busy because they can tackle just about any job that needs doing construction-related. Aim High Construction can and will help you with everything from the get-go, design consultation, um, right up until the finished product. If you've been thinking or dreaming about a project, get a hold of them. Aim High Construction, they're your full-service construction company, and quality and honest service are their deal. I can attest to that. New roof, yes. Siding, concrete, garages, yes, yes, and yes. What do you got? What do you need? Aim High can do it all. That's why it'd be a good idea to get a hold of aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get in touch with Chris and discuss getting on that schedule today. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. So I know you've noticed that your neighbors, your coworkers, and even some of your very own family are always out enjoying their new motorized toys while you're still moping around the house. Uh, it's no surprise. You haven't figured it out yet. Motorized recreation is fun. You can learn what all the excitement is about by calling. Get some new friends. Call your new friends, the experts at Moon Motorsports. They have the widest selection of motorcycles, ATVs, side-by-sides, and snowmobiles in our area, and the most exceptional service department, and parts for that matter, around. Uh, I sure hope you had a chance last weekend. It was a good weekend to bounce over to Monticello for that big Mo- Moon Motorsports open house and tent sale. Uh, you would have seen some of the brands they carry. You would have seen all of them, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, Skidoo. And uh, if you so desired, you could have taken one of those bikes out for a demo ride. You can see them all on the website, moonmotorsports.com, but the showroom is fantastic. Stop in. Uh, they're right on the south side of 94, just west of Highway 25 in Monticello. 50 years strong as a family-owned dealership, moonmotorsports.com. Duke University <clears throat> Duke University administrators said they are looking into a student's graduation speech after reports that it mirrored a 2014 Harvard graduation speech. Oopsie! <laughs> We are aware of and concerned about these allegations and have initiated a process to understand the facts of the situation, Duke's chief communications officer, Michael Schoenfeld, said in a statement to Fox television stations. Duke University expects all students to abide by their commitment to the Duke community standard and everything they do as students. I love when these phonies get caught. Oh, yeah. Oh, The similarities of the two speeches were first reported by the university's student newspaper, The Chronicle. The story centered around the student Priya Parkash, who delivered her speech for the university's 2022 commencement. It's believed her speech contains similar (laughs) elements to a speech given by Sarah Abushar at Harvard's 2014 uh, commencement. She was a student. Yeah. Okay. A side-by-side comparison of the speeches was also posted on a YouTube video. 
The Chronicle highlighted several instances where the speeches overlapped. For example, both speeches highlighted the power of a university student newspaper. In Abushar's 2014 speech, she said, The skin of our feet collecting a world of experiences. We each become this place in a strange way, each of us picking up bits of people and history and ideas that change the way we saw the world. Huh? Accumulations, <laughs> I hope. In Parkash's 2022 speech, she said, the sole of our shoes have collected a world of experiences. We have all become this place in rather perplexing ways, each one of us internalizing pieces of people and history and ideas that have transformed our outlook on the world. The paper then highlighted further similar statements and subjects touched on by both graduates providing transcripts of both speeches. When I was asked to give the commencement speech, I was thrilled by such an honor, and I sought advice from respected friends and family about topics I might address. Parkish responded in a statement through her PR rep. Oh, she's got to have a Already PR she's rep. she's got a PR rep? Is it her mom? Come on. I was embarrassed and confused to find out too late that some of the suggested passages were taken from a recent commencement speech at another university. I take full responsibility for this oversight, and I regret if this incident has in any way distracted from the accomplishments of the Duke class of 2022. The Chronicle said Parkash did not respond to multiple requests for a statement uh, comment. In a statement this week in the Harvard Crimson, Abushar said she hoped it could become a learning opportunity for Parkash. The goal of my address was to inspire young people and especially young women from all backgrounds to break barriers in striving for their arms, uh, uh, in striving for their aims, and to have the courage to use their voices to share their stories and serve as forces of good, Abushar said. I hope that this incident was a serious error in judgment and that the student can take this opportunity to learn and grow from it. It's not the first time highly regarded speeches have been similar. In 2016, Melania Trump's well-received speech to the Republican National Convention contained passages that matched nearly word for word the speech First Lady Michelle Obama gave in 08 at the Democratic National Convention. Oh, boy. In Mrs. Trump's speech, I remember this. I do, too. In Mrs. Trump's speech in Cleveland, she said, for, From a young age, my parents impressed on me the values that you work hard for what you want in life, that your word is your bond and you do what you say and keep your promise that you treat people with respect. They taught and showed me values and morals in their daily life. In Obama's speech in OH, he said, and Barack and I were raised with so many of the same values, like you work hard for what you want in life, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're going to do, that you treat people with dignity and respect, even if you don't know them, and even if you don't agree with them. Well, everybody says that. that that's one of the biggest cliches I've ever heard. Everybody says that. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to be even better? Is if we find out that the student in 2014 also lifted her, that speech from somebody else. Plus, uh, <laughs> defending Trump, um, she's got speechwriters, right? Blame the speechwriter. The speechwriter, Meredith McIver, took okay. the blame and offered to resign. The speechwriter, however, made it clear that Trump knew that the passages she read to an enthralled convention had come from Obama. Oh, the right. then-president candidate Donald Trump rejected MacGyver's resignation. She's a terrific person. She just made a mistake, and I thought it was terrific the way she came forward and said, look, it was a, it was a mistake I made. Back to this phony at Duke. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is her name? Parkash? Priya? Priya. Parkash. Uh, she said that when she was given the commencement, uh, when she was asked to give the commencement speech, she was thrilled by the honor and sought advice from friends. 
Well, does that mean she was allowing people to write the thing for her? Probably. If I was at school, uh, I'd examine the... Uh, the work that she's done I'd to lead up to this. Her yes, degree. Absolutely. Because you know damn well it's not the first time she's lifted someone else's work. No, of course not. And again, I'm not pointing fingers. and We don't throw stones in glass houses. Uh, How get- awesome would it be if you were given the task of making that speech and you went up there and read word for word passionately... Otter's speech. Thank you. Wouldn't from Animal great? House. Wouldn't that be great? As passionate as can be. Yeah. And then threw the mic down on yep. the stage and walked yep. off. Yep. <laughs> I was a sophomore, Kenny, at Faribault Senior High School. And the valedictorian, ended his, whose dad was the chemistry teacher, he yeah. was fantastic. He ended the speech with, and now it's Miller time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Say, Gary Liebman from Egan, you should be happy. He was wondering if we had retired the... Uh, the groin kick, and no, it came out today for that fruitcake pedophile. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pedophile uh, expert or whatever. Johns Hopkins professor. Now, you're aware that's the fishing Perch. opener this weekend. I've heard. The uh, governor's up on Cass Lake. That, that's been happening since 1948. Oh, wait. We know he is? Is he greeting the public? Because uh, there I was some controversy over this, that well, he wasn't going to do this. No, that was last year, I thought. He's no, up there. Was, all right. He's up there. If you say so. I believe he is. And But is Cass, where is Cass Lake? Yeah, it's up there. You can get Is there. it ice-free yet? Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah, yeah. And the, only, and the other thing you're going to get this week is the super flower blood moon. Total blood. lunar eclipse. She was, a, she was a big one uh, going down this morning. Wow. Much of the U.S. will see the super flower blood moon total lunar eclipse this weekend. Uh the sun, moon, and earth will align Sunday night with earth casting a shadow on the full moon's surface. The shadow gives the moon a striking reddish hue. That's why the lunar eclipses are also called blood moon. Blood. Blood. I have an event this evening that I am so excited about. Have you ever had smelt? I've never had smelt. It's already that time of the year? It's the smelt fry for our area sportsman's club. Is they it do good? it. They do it the night before um, fishing, fishing opener. And I'm going to show up there with a piece of Tupperware about the half a size of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give them 50 bucks and say, fill this baby up. And I'm going to take off out of there and go to the races. Okay, and, seriously, is it good? I have never had smelt. It's really good, Suits. Well, and. Compare it to something for me. What uh, it's un, it's incomparable. It, it's deep fat fried smelt, and they're about that big. Yeah, like about the size of a perch. Right. Uh, and you just gnaw them off, and, and if 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 you uh, if you uh, if you're a Swede, you might want to dip it in tartar sauce. Yeah. But if you're a hearty soul, you just take them take them as they are. Just take maybe, them as they are. Maybe some ripple <laughs> chips. <laughs> Block um, of Velveeta. Um, some uh, Paps Blue Ribbon or Grain Belt, something like that, Coors Light. Joe, why don't you head on up there and go go with Kenny to the Smelt Fry? This month's full moon, uh, the red moon, is called a super moon. <laughs> That's a hard pass. Yeah. Uh, Central U.S., the eclipse starts about an hour and a half after dark. That'll be Sunday night with the moon relatively low in the sky. Totality starts about 10. I could make this. Totality starts at 10.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Uh, so what if it's cloudy or an out? Well, you, NASA will have a live stream Sunday night of it. All right. 
I can't wait. That's another event in the sky I'll try not to miss. In fact, I'll take this home and post it where I can see it all the time. There you go. To remind myself. i got to tell you guys something. I don't like it when Rook's not here on a Friday. Well, he could be. It's his choice. Uh, we need Rook on Friday, Mondays and Fridays, and especially Fridays. And I could use Rook's help right here and now uh, because I need Rook to tell the GLers that they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I need Rook to say, you're doing it wrong. Stop mowing circles around your yard. <laughs> Tri-State Bobcat, they have all the Toros you will ever need. If you have a big lot or acreage, a zero turn from Tor, Toro, it's going to take hours off your mowing time, and that's not hyperbole, hours. A Toro zero-turn mowers, they're everywhere you look, and there's a reason. They're fast, reliable, and efficient. You don't be freaked out if you've been uh, holding on to a steering wheel your whole life. It takes about 10 seconds to get used to driving a Toro zero-turn, and the Toro My Ride suspension takes all the ache out of acreage, the massive rear tires, amazing traction. The powerful engine means you can mow back and forth without clogging the deck. No more mowing circles. The deck's seriously strong. You can check out the whole line at toro.com slash zero turn. And what can I say? The, uh, the GLers at Tri-State, they're going to provide us with the tools and equipment to make all of our work a lot e- uh, easier. Tons of brands, equipment, including Bobcat, everything Bobcat makes still, Toro, Bandit, trailers, cargo trailers, dump box trailers. They have it all, and best of all, you can rent it. Tri-State Bobcat has shops in Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. You know, there's tens of thousands of GLers that are listening to me right now. We know these loyal GLers become customers because of our Garage Logic advertisers. Hey, if you're a business owner, couldn't you use a little more business? Would you like to have our loyal GLer buying your product or using your service? Of course you would. So become a Garage Logic advertising partner. Visit garagelogic.com right now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you quickly. We'll start talking about your business during the podcast. You're going to be amazed at how many GLers become your customers. It works well. So visit garagelogic.com right now, enter keyword partner, and watch your business grow, man. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. It's the scramble. Howard writes: Sometimes a fella has to be creative to find his own sunshine. The following may not seem like much, but I think it's a ray of hope. The attached link from NASA highlights the flooding event currently taking place in my beloved Red River Valley of North Dakota, Minnesota, and Manitoba. Though I've lived in the Twin Cities for 27 years, I'm just visiting. I will ever be from North Dakota. (laughs) What I find, I had to blow something off the paper there that landed on the paper. Thanks for the explanation. What I find, no, (laughs) piece of lint or something. What I find interesting about the article is what isn't there. There is no mention of this flood being attributed to climate change. Instead, the report gives an account of factors that set this area up for flooding on a perpetual basis. There is no hysteria, hyperbole, or hypermania. The entry is purely fact-based, almost as though it was written by scientists. (laughs) 
<laughs> it seems they aren't all climate activists. Happily and hopefully, Howard. Well, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Wasn't that part of a big prehistoric giant, yes, giant yes, lake? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, where they will be through the weekend from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1824. Friday the 13th of May. That's right. Uh, It was on this day in uh, 1824 that General Winfield Scott arrived to inspect Fort St. Anthony. Impressed with what he sees, he suggests that the fort be renamed Fort Snelling for Colonel Josiah Snelling, supervisor of its construction. And on this day in 1858, we were just newly minted as a state, the survey for a road from St. Cloud to Breckenridge begins following the East Plains Trail of the Red River Carts. The road later became Highway 52. Yep. We called it Old 52. And on this day in 1956, Elvis Presley performed at the Minneapolis Auditorium for a crowd of 3,000. And I might add another note. I don't know why uh, it wasn't noted. I believe on that same day, he first appeared in St. Paul at the auditorium and then did another oh, show really? in Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm very certain of that. Only 3,000. How soon did he ascend to Elvis-ness? Well, it was 1956. Uh, I think he was on Ed Sullivan by 1956 or 57. Okay. So it was re- real soon. But I know that he performed uh, two concerts in the Twin Cities. I think it was on the same day. Hmm. And uh, I hope you've taken my advice and put the uh, the website of the Center of the American <laughs> Experiment on your you f- daily you reading finish. list. You finish. I got something to tell you All when right. you're done. <laughs> All right. For more than 30 years, the Center of the American Experiment has been known as Minnesota's think tank. They produce uh, reports. They produce papers. They stage events. They bring in speakers. They get in the arena and advocate and fight on issues like education reform, sensible energy policy, health care, and the state budget, trying to make Minnesota a freer and more prosperous and better governed state. They also have a great magazine, uh, and you'll hear their detractors call them a conservative think tank. They're not a conservative think tank at all. They're a common sense think tank. Mm -hmm. They're a GL think tank. These are bright, bright people, and uh, their white papers are worth reading. Their magazine is worth receiving, and uh, their website is an absolute must. Go to... uh, AmericanExperiment.org, and uh, you can get everything they, they're doing currently and everything that might be coming up. Center, uh, I'm sorry, AmericanExperiment.org. Did you shut down your Google yet? No. Um, so while you were finishing up with this day in history, I Googled Winfield Scott because I knew he was in the Civil War, and I was reading the first paragraph. He was uh, he was also the Whig Party's presidential nominee in the 1852 election, but he was known as Old Fuss and Feathers. Really? <laughs> and there's a picture of him there. And I got to say, he looks just like Roycey. <laughs> and he's got the grouchiest look on his face. Oh, my God, it looks just like Roycey when he's PO'd at you, old fuss and feathers. General Winfield Scott arrived to inspect Fort Snelling. Impressed with what he saw, he suggested it be renamed Fort Snelling for Colonel Josiah Snelling, supervisor of the construction. Yep. 
What's his feathers? What and feathers? Old fuss and feathers. Old fuss and feathers. That's for a cool name. His insistence on pro. Oh, maybe we should compare him to you, Joe, because you don't like when we wear hats indoors. Ooh. They called him that for his insistence on proper military etiquette. Wonderful for him, fuss. Thanks, fuss. Thanks, GLers. <laughs> You're welcome, feathers. Have a great fishing opener, GLers. And you have a great uh, smelt dinner there, Kenny. Oh, I'm going to gorge my... I'm going to get wasted on the smelt. <laughs> it's going to have a smelt hangover. Does it have a fishy taste? <laughs> I'm going to pay for it for days. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Can you bro- can you, can you uh, um, do, fix them other ways? Who cares? Why would you? I'm Stop just, being like that. I'm just wondering just if you Just go could... get a big plate full and chow them down and Roll. worry about how it's going to affect you tomorrow. It, it's Americana. I like is what it is. Can you blacken them? I wonder. I love blackened fish. Stop doing yeah, that. Right. Just some enjoy lemon, it. Stop burning it. boring smelt. Yeah, blackened smelt with <laughs> I'm lemon. I'm done with you. I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pod Man. You know the drill. Have a good weekend, jailers. <laughs>